The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Um, interesting week in respect of Northern Ireland, interesting week in respect of the Northern Ireland Protocol, because for the first time in a long time, the mood music looks vaguely positive. And, and with us to talk about that is former Taoiseach uh, Bertie O'Hearn. Uh, Bertie, you're very welcome. Before we get to matters relating to um, Northern Ireland, um, I wanted to get your reaction to that horrendous news of the, the gas explosion, what looks to be a gas explosion in uh, Donegal yesterday afternoon. Yeah, I've been I've been watching it since late afternoon yesterday, and I'm afraid it's a horror story. And I think our our hearts and prayers go, you know, to the families, to the friends, and the community of Creaslock, and you know, to those who have been deceased, those who are injured, and those that seem like as if they're you know still missing. So, you know, I, I you commend all the the efforts that have been made by all of the. You know the services up there, the the guards, the ambulances, the, the working crews, and you know it's it, it's just it's just you know half three in the afternoon. You know children coming from school, looking forward to a weekend. You know people leaving work to enjoy a weekend, and then something like this happens. So you know I I must say it's I've been watching it all last night and this morning, and it's 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 just heartrending stuff. And it's the kind of thing that one imagines defines people's lives and a community's future for decades. I mean, how how the people involved get past something like this, it's hard to count. Yeah, it's, 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 I think that's where our prayers and thoughts with them. It's, it's, it's not just one day, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a lifetime. It's also probably, you know, injuries that will last with them. But, you know, all that we can do is wish strength to the community there. It's, 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 it's numbing to, you know, to watch the scenes and, you know, see the effort that's been put in to, to try and save people, recover people and you know, let's 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 just hope there's some some good news and some of those people that are caught in the in, in the rubble. But at this this stage is it, it, it's just it's so so sad, so terrible, so horrific. Well, we we'll obviously keep you updated as we go through the program if if and if any further news emerges in in Donegal five three one zero six as I say if you want to get in in touch with the show now the reason that uh, Bertie Hearn joins us is because this has been an interesting week in respect of Northern Ireland politics because for the first time we're seeing some aspect of rapprochement between parties where we mightn't have thought it possible particularly with Steve Baker who apologised not quite for what he had said but at least for some of his tone. Does this give you the sense, Bertie, that we are we are possibly getting somewhere in relation to a deal in the Northern Ireland Protocol? Yes, uh, it does. I, I, I think since um, summer, uh, it's been quite clear that the you know the British government have, you know, I think, officials that have been involved in this have obviously convinced convinced their political masters that uh, we we should go back to the October document. Uh, the October document was the one where the European Commission had given a detailed response uh, to the British and given their views of how things could move forward. That was never responded to until really August. And um, there was a bit of a meeting in February. But amazingly, perhaps eight months ago now, there was nothing had happened since. So in recent weeks, as, as I understand it, and I think this, this is correct, what the, the British had done over the summer was gone back to that October document um, analysed what the Commission had said, uh, also looked at the legislation that they had before the House of Lords and gone through the Commons prior to the summer break. And they had, uh, for every area, given their reply in detail to what the Commission had looked for, looked at the differences and looked at the possible solutions. Now, 
we, we'd love to tell your listeners that everything is, is hunky-dory. It's not really what, what's happened is, at least now, they, they have working documents and they're, they're, they've just began the process of uh, looking of where we go from here. Well, can you, uh, can you explain, though, several weeks. can you explain the change in desire and the change in mood? Because the, the thing that, that characterised Boris Johnson's government was every time there was a problem, you would, you would flare up some tangential culture war that you could distract everybody by. I would have thought, given the shambles of the first couple of weeks of Liz Truss's uh, premiership, having a good fight over the Northern Ireland protocol is the kind of red meat that you could throw to Conservative voters as a good distraction. How come they're not? Yeah, I think it was going to go one way or the other. It was going to go uh, that people that have been associated very much with the the research group, um, that they were going to say, well, listen, this is our position, you know, our position, and we're doing nothing. Uh, and there was a danger of that. And just as you have said, that the UK would have continued on the argument for political purposes with the EU. Now, there was a danger, that, and I know some people um, on, on our side dealing with it had that fear, and maybe still have that fear that it could go down that road. But I think what we've seen from this trust in her own replies, and she's a lot of other things to contend with, but she has spoken a fair bit about Northern Ireland. But the British Foreign Secretary, uh, James Cleverly, uh, is, is, is Steve Barker, as you've said, um, and uh, also uh, Chris Hooten Harris, uh, the new Secretary of State, they all have said, listen, no, we're going to try to make this work. We're going to, to work our way through it and see if we can come to compromises. And it's, it's definitely a totally different attitude to the one that we've seen on the Boris. Boris's position was that he, he negotiated the withdrawal agreement. Um, the protocol was part of the, 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 the withdrawal agreement, which Boris kind of conveniently wanted to forget all at the time. And he got his Brexit deal done, um, as he says, even though I don't ever never agree with that, but he got that done on the basis that he agreed the protocol and then said, oh, well, I didn't agree the protocol, but that's impossible. But the, the, the British government, the change of leadership, even though they came from the RG um, side, have taken a, a different view. And that is disheartening. And you know, it's not going to make the negotiations easier, but when you, when you remove the hostility and the animosity and the enmity out of all these, as you know and I know, it, it removes a lot of the tension and then people can actually focus on the substance. And that's what we're seeing now. And hopefully that will continue in a positive fashion over the next number of weeks. Can we talk a little bit about the context in which it is happening? You obviously have um, spent a long time looking at political campaigns. You've spent a long time looking at how parties ascend to power. You've spent a long time looking at things like how you start your, your manifesto, your first 100 days, all of that stuff. Have you ever seen a more shambolic, half-assed attempt to get it right than Liz Truss? Oh, I, I think you know it's it's a, it's amazing what what happened. I suppose the most amazing thing is that uh, she went around the country and um, she beat her opponent to, to a pope um, by saying she was going to cut taxes and um, which she she basically said, t- said three things. I mean, she was following this ten t n. She said um, tax, uh, energy, and national health. They were her her three uh, mantras. Um, she's only looked at the first one <laughs> at, at tax. We'll see how she gets on in the other two, but I suppose she has given a, 
uh, a policy shift on, on the energy as well. But, but the first one has uh, been an unmitigated disaster. To be in a situation where the Bank of England has to step in to salvage your, the wreckage of your currency because of your tax planning, that's extraordinary. It is, but I tell you what's even more extraordinary, if anything could be more extraordinary, what you just said is that she, she gave a $45 billion tax cut and she said it was a mini-budget and, um, you know, I know a billion isn't what it used to be when I was young, but it's still a lot of money. And a 45 billion tax plan that she didn't put through the cabinet. Um, imagine having a mini budget um, uh, that, first of all, uh, you know, had 45 billion in it. And second of all, you didn't put through your cabinet. She admitted that the cabinet did not see the details. And she more or less said during the week um, uh, that her poor... Um, our poor minister uh, didn't really share much with her either. So, you know, and apparently what happened, I, I don't but the what you see in the, the British media during the week, uh, up until nine o'clock last Sunday night, uh, she was going to stand by this. And then they had this meeting at half past ten. And they said, no, this isn't such a good idea after all. We better get up in the morning. We're in trouble. Michael Goh was going around the conference hall. That's enough trouble. And if we, if, if we go in on, on Monday morning without doing something, we're in trouble. So the $45 billion tax plan that didn't go through the Cabinet um, and was called a mini-budget um, was alive and well at 10 o'clock on Sunday night, but by 11 o'clock when they went to bed, it was gone. <laughs> so it's, 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 fairly, it's a fairly horror story. Is it salvageable? Because the, the uh, British comedian or the Scottish comedian, um, Frankie Boyle, during the week had a, a tweet, which I will paraphrase, where he said, it's not so much that this government has fallen at the first hurdle, but rather they've been shot by the starter's pistol. Is there any way for them to get this back? Well, as, as I see it, Anton, it, it's two years exactly to the British general election, two years at most. They, they won't go into, into November, December, I don't think. So it, it's a two-year period. Um, uh, it, Labour Party, I won't say they'll win the next election because the election isn't tomorrow, so we don't know that. But they have a very good chance of, of, of winning that election. So, so Liz Truss has two years um, uh, of being the, the Premier of the United Kingdom and probably only two years in her lifetime. Otherwise, she'd have to wait around five years more after that and see how she gets on with Labour. Um, and can she hold that in the party, which is probably unlikely. So she's two years to manage this. I do not believe that the Tory party will turn around and, and change leader again because their process is that would take another three months out of the two years. So there is a there's a good betting chance that she'd be there for the two years. So she, she has a, a period where they, they have to make improvements, they have to pull together. If they don't, they'll be gone for less than two years. So And, and probably from what we were just talking about, it, it might suit us well in this country for two reasons. One, it, we want to see the UK economy do well because it affects so much of our business and particularly our SMEs and, you know, a lot of people who, who are working in the UK. So we, we want to see that work out. And secondly, we want to see uh, Northern Ireland make progress. So if, if she does take that position, and I think we have to give some credit here to President Joe Biden because he's made it clear that he would like to turn a page with, with the UK, doesn't want to be arguing about with them, probably wants to come there next year, would probably help them out in some ways, but he wants to see Northern Ireland matters dealt with. So that, that has to be into the mix as well. So I think she will she will recover. Will she recover totally? Unfortunately, two years is a short time and the, the 45 billion will be thrown back at her all the time. 
but it was a, it was a daft way of starting, but hopefully up and running now. Bertie Hearn, thank you very much. Thank you very much. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.